Welcome to the Iceman, a podcast presented by Tuned Up Custom Rods. Hey, John. Tom. Hi, Dan. Hey, hey what's hey, happening? Tommy. Hey, we are in a cool spot today. This is a, a special episode. So we are right now sitting in booth 501 and 601 at the Minneapolis Boat Show, and we're joined by Nick Lacan from Lacan's You got it Marine. right, too. I know. You got the name I, right. I, I know it's not even written down. There's, it's on a boat right behind you, so I, uh, <laughs> hey, I wasn't able to screw that Dan's up. Dan's been sounding it out for a half an hour. Lacan, yeah. <laughs> Nick, Welcome. Hello, guys. Good morning. This is awesome. Good morning. So, Thanks for having us. You guys, if you've been longtime listeners, know that I bought my boat last year through Lacan, and uh, the experience was super great. And it's been uh, awesome to be able to keep connected with you, Nick, and then just um, had you on the show a couple months ago, and now being able to be down here at the boat show. It's, this is, uh, this I mean, is exciting. I, We're at the convention center. This is our first location yeah, shoot. Yeah, it's a remote, remote yeah. show. Yeah. John had do car- some Facebook Live time. John had to carry the gigantic uh, box of... I did not. I oh, had to go to the bathroom. I handed it to Dan. You carried it for. You carried about half of it. Yeah, but half I, I had to go to the bathroom. We are I mean, not. A, we are not a mobile setup, but we made it happen today. Dri- driving around the convention center four times, trying to figure out which way was west, was difficult for me. Yeah, I mean directions are challenging. Yes, especially, especially when you have to go in a gate, and I have. <laughs> I actually made it. I did make made zero turns. I just was on the wrong street. I was able to follow your directions perfectly, Nick. I don't know. Yeah, lefts and lefts and rights are easy. Yeah. I don't know. What I did not get doing. that. I, Dan's like, it's on one first street. Is that 11th street? 13th street. Where are you east? Like, South first <laughs> Avenue. It's a it's pretty yeah, easy sec- number. Security has a tendency of shaking guys a little more at the gate when they look a little shady. Yeah. yeah. Like rattled. Yeah. yeah. Well, and John, John never ventures south of 694. So south of 694, south of highway 10 though. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a foreign world for me. Yeah, I live further out than both of you. So yeah, I live south of 694. So no big deal. Well, this is you a, live on 123 Fake Street. So that's right. That's true. And a half. <laughs> 123 and a half Fake Street. So this, how many years have you been coming down here, Nick? Or coming up here, I guess, for Boy, you? Yeah, you know, we. I think our first scheduled year to come up here was 1999, and our store burned down the week before the boat show. Oh, my gosh. Seriously? Yeah, oh. so we were we were set up to come up that year, and then we had a fire in the store. Where fr- <laughs> That's what you call service right there. He works for me. That kid works for me. Yeah, that should be yours. Right there, Paul. I got Devin. Job and go get two. We got Devin here today. He's wanting to explore the boats, and he just brought me a little uh, a little libation here. It's a little early in the morning. But hey. Well, it's a celebration. I don't know too many people that bought a new boat last year that are going to introduce to their wife, like, you're going to, that you're buying a new boat for next year. Good job, Dan. Yeah, there you go, right? <laughs> Yeah, okay. I mean that that new Vexus that I just signed the paperwork on. My wife is gonna love. She's this. gonna love it. Yeah, you're not selling the Alumacraft either, right? No, I sold my house. Yeah, that's good. That's a good play. Good play. I traded my house for the two Vexuses. Well, so, that might be a good deal. So your shop burned down in '99. Yep. So I mean, I obviously was at your shop, but that's not the same building. Then. No, no, it's totally different. So it was actually out in the middle of the parking lot area. So oh, that's the wrong kind, son. Mine's in a yellow can. <laughs> <laughs> But they, uh, yeah, I know we had a furnace fire, and all the boats we had prepped to come up here to the first show that we've been trying to get into for years melted to the ground. There was oh. nothing left. <clears throat> so luckily, we were able to get back in the following year. They just kept our, you know, our money in our spot for the following year. We've been coming here for, well, outside of the last two years where it wasn't open. This would be 22 years. Wow. Now, I wanted to ask you last time I had you on, did you start Lacan or was it your dad, or how did that happen? No, my uncle actually uh, started it in 86. My dad worked for him, and then my dad bought him out in 87. Okay. And we've been going family business since 87. Wow. That's crazy. That was when my dad bought his first boat was 87. It was a bluefin. I like that kid. Yeah, he knows how to do it. There we go. We want normally we record it like ten thirty at night. Right now it's ten thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you guys are just all cracking beers. I'm like, I am not doing this because I got to go to a work meeting after this. It's funny. Uh, I just got a. I just got a customer send me. What's with the guy in the North ambulance hat? Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's where Tom works. He's that's my day, night, evening job. Outstanding. He's supposed to be nine one one dispatching right now, folks. <laughs> John, can you imagine? I mean, I don't even want to think of what you would do if the shop burned down the day before. The St. Paul I show. Well, actually, maybe you'd rejoice. I don't know. Maybe that'd be a good thing for I you. I don't know. There'd be some weird emotions for a while. I might sit in the parking lot and, like, I don't know, lose my mind. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't because there's a lot of emotions because you, cause you probably spend some considerable amount of time getting ready for this and getting everything prepped and vacuumed it, and cleaned. and, and It, it was, just, well, we spent how many years just trying to get in? Yeah. You know, we finally get in, we're ready to go, and we got everything prepped, and the place burns down overnight. It was... It was tough. It was a tough thing because we didn't really know if we could be able to rebuild. There's just a lot of things involved. We had to work out of our service department for a year. 
It wasn't. Uh, it was. It was a tough year just to just to keep the doors open, but it ended up working out good. So, are you on the same location now? Yeah. Yep, same spot. So we rebuilt our rebuilt our service department, our showroom, basically where you came in and parked in the middle. That's mm-hmm. where our old showroom used to be. Sure. So everything it's changed for the better. It's been it's been good. So. Yeah, I was. That place is great. If you've ever had a chance to go by it, you drive right past it on on thirty five. You can see it, the sign from the road. Yep, yep. That's yeah, right on that. What's that little lake it's on? It's on the Cannon River. That's a river. Oh, must be. It must be dammed up. I assume, right? Yeah. There's, well, there's actually the dams right behind our store. Okay. And then it flows into the Mississippi, and then it runs the other way up to Cannon Lake. So. So do you test out boats on the the river part? Then you can. Do we two. advise lake tests on every boat before they leave, if possible. With totally the different boat experience than what I had. Yeah, I, got, I went out right away. I got a five-gallon bucket with mine to throw water on it. <laughs> I said well, I was good. Actually, that was just to keep the leaks from, you know, sprung leaks. You had somewhere to dump it and then dump it over. The, that's your bilge pump. There you go. Oh, my God. I don't want to talk about it. I I still am vacuuming out stuff from the dealer prep. I didn't realize we were doing a boat demo. So when I got there and I was ready to go, and Dan's like, okay, well, let's drop it in the lake. I'm like... I made him. What? I made him take you out. Just You're just too far away. You know I mean? it's Well, because if you have home. any kind of problem, I mean, so my two boat buying experiences before the last one that I had two years ago were awful as well. But the first one I remember as a kid, it was a, we bought a bluefin, went out on the water, and the boat, we drove out white bear, turned around about five minutes later, and the boat was level with the water. Mm, because that's not a good feeling. Because the, the bilge pump was put in the wrong way. So it literally, when you pushed on, it was pumping water. It was sucking water <laughs> faster into the boat. That's yeah. not the that's not the right design. No. And it leaked. Yeah, like but crazy. How were the fish biting? I, I don't know. <laughs> I just remember like, and then my dad bought a boat in 04, and that we we got in boxes. It wasn't even prepped, and we had to drive to Northern Tool across the street to fix the trailer to get it to make it home. I think you need to change your dealers. I've changed dealers each time, but I, I kind of know where I'm going next. Yeah, now and now, now you don't have to change anymore. Yeah, I see that white Vexus. My wife would love it. It looked great in my driveway. It is because it wouldn't fit in my garage. No, <laughs> guys, give a quick wave to our uh, Facebook Live followers, and I'm going to sign off here. Do we have anybody logging in? Oh yeah, nice, cool. My mom's there. John, wave. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it probably, your mom probably is watching. <laughs> I don't think my mom has Facebook. That's hilarious. Yeah, no, it was a really cool experience to get out there on the water and get a chance to f- get a feel for the boat. And, uh, I, I mean, it seemed like that was a thing that everyone did. It's nice to see everything works before you go home. Mm-hmm. No or take it out the first time and find something that doesn't work is very frustrating for the customer. And I was a little <laughs> overwhelmed because I was coming from a bay liner, from a bow rider, which is a pretty simple boat. There's not a lot of buttons and a lot of, you know, live wells and electronics and there's all that a, there's stuff. There's a lot of, like, I mean, these new boats, I mean, you go up a couple, you know, a foot from my boat or a foot from your boat, They there's a lot more features on them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it was a, a whole different world compared to compared to what I was used to. I was a little bit intimidated by it, plus yeah. a ton of storage and all that stuff, and it was cool to get a chance to see it. Someone asked if we have a Facebook or a website for the Iceman. No, we just have... Yeah, we, just, yeah, we, we have, have a Facebook. Do, oh, we have a Facebook. Well, yeah, we have but, a Facebook and an Instagram and... Or you just tie it to Tune Up Custom Rods because all the episodes are right there. Yep, that's true. TuneUpCustomRods.com. It's on the uh, it's on the very bottom of the page, so you can link to the episodes there. We're on Spotify, under the Iceman. Yep. We're on uh, Apple. And, uh, we're on all the podcast servers, yep, and yep. then we have our own Facebook, uh, the Iceman, and uh, Instagram. We're pretty active on there. But it's just, I mean, I we came down because I wanted to see the boat show, and this is a real good excuse to. Do it during the day. You wanted the free pass. Yeah, I wanted the free pass. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you paid to get into a show, John? Because uh, you get all the ice shows. Probably Mopar's in the park sure. in 2019, which is a car show, and I have no affiliations with it. But so otherwise, I, I don't. I mean, fishing shows have You're time. working. Well, no, I, I or I'll come here, and it'll be like, hey, what's going on? And I walk in, and I forget, like, you know, two hours later, I'm, I walk back out or somebody's like, oh, hey, come in my booth. Help me out for a second. And then you just kind of forget about it. Coming to these shows are sometimes difficult. Yeah. Because if you're really trying to, like, the last time I was here to shop, it was actually awkward because people come up to you and, like, talk, talk for 15 you. minutes. And I'm like, I really want to know about this boat or I really want to know about this feature. Because it took me a while to buy a boat. 
that's a humble brag right there. No shit, right? I'm so famous. I'm not famous. I can't, so I can't, famous. Even, walk like, I can't, even, can't but, even walk through the boat show. But a lot of people know who I am, and they like you. Look, people know me. All right. <laughs> what was your name again? <laughs> not allowed to talk to women anymore. I just bought a Vexus boat, so. You can't joke like that because he's got a cash register over there. He'll buy. He'll sell you a Vexus boat right now. <laughs> well, the portable credit card machine is right behind you, and he's so. got like the. Like the oldest old school like uh, calculator right up there. There's a joke behind that because yeah. my, my old LumaCraft rep is now working for me during the show, so I brought that calculator to basically insinuate I've had this since you were selling boats 40 <laughs> years ago. So he's all mad at me because I put this old dirt yellow calculator on his desk, and I'm going to make him use it. And if anyone sees <laughs> that, the, the calculator is two feet by two feet. I mean, it's legit. Oh yeah, it's real. <laughs> Has it got a little printer on it, too? Stop asking. <laughs> You're not taking it. That's a yes. It will not fit in your cardboard box. <laughs> uh, what The thing I love about the boat show, com- like in comparison to like the auto show, is that this is a place where you buy stuff. You're, like, you're not just you, you kicking c- tires. You, you come here to buy stuff. It's, it's not like, oh, I want to look at the new Corvette that won't exist in 20 years. And I, I don't know if it's still the same, but in the years past, this was the place to get the best deals. Yeah, well, this year it's going to be different. It's more of an availability thing. Like, we don't have the number of boats that we usually do, so you're, we're selling slots for the year. Yeah. So basically, when you know, guys are going to come here, and you know, and, and they always feel like there's pressure from salesmen, and it's sometimes felt like it's not truthful pressure. But this year is different because availability on motors, boats, electronics, anything are going to be very, very hard to get. So. Um, Usually we come to the show, we'll have over 300 boats to sell. I probably have 120 for the entire year. Really? Wow. So, you know, a lot of How many are spoken for already? Too many. Yeah. 119. Many. Right. It's probably <laughs> that close. one Vexus up there that, that I haven't bought yet is. I'll find you another one. <laughs> go buy it. Go, just go buy it. Yeah, well, my wife won't say anything. You got fear of missing out. She'll get a letter from Vexus. What is this? I don't know. Hey, don't worry about it. There's nothing. I sold the company. So, what's the reason traditionally? The boat shows in January. Is it just because of lead time and? Well, it's lead get- time and ETAs. You know, because you want to buy your boat now, so you have it in March or April, not or July, like yeah. last year. You know, but <clears throat> last year was an anomaly with COVID and everything else that was going on. Uh, things are just slow. You know, and they're slow again this year. So if you want to be in the water in April, you got to buy early. You got to buy early, and if the dealer has, it, you got to take advantage of it because uh, we don't know when we can get stuff. We have no idea. Are you seeing lead times that are more in line with? in the past or is it still six seven months out right now no it's bad I, i've got some boats ordered august of 2020 i still don't have wow now is it getting august of 2020 2020 what kind of boat was it uh comp 185 tillers you know there's there's just high demand for certain models that can't build enough that's stinking tom Bowley. he sold so many of those comp 185 well but see there's certain size boats that are really nice 185s 175s tillers windshield they're really nice size boat fit them in your garage you can go to pretty much any lake 185 tiller is huge boat inside. Oh, it feels so much room. Yeah, you can like lay around in it. It's it's enormous. Without without a windshield, it saves so much room. It's a great boat to fish out of. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. You need a good windshield, and it doesn't leak. That's always a really important feature. (laughs) My boat didn't leak from the. Wow, my Alumacraft was well, kinda. You have a good boat. It just you had a bad experience. I had a very bad dealer experience. I almost sank my boat this spring, but that was a whole different problem. I forgot to put the plug in after I forgot to put the shift rod back on it. Seems like a similar problem with the bluefin you had. Yeah, well, the right. bluefin was a whole different thing. There was a plug I in there. I think that. you're starting to see a pattern yeah, here. Right. right? He also um, grenades uh, um, um, ice augers, ice augers like and he sinks four-wheelers. So. <laughs> I have yeah. not, knock on wood, I Common haven't theme. broke my auger yet. This You this, haven't fished this year. No, I haven't. So you can't break it yet. <laughs> nope. It, my, my auger's been used quite a few times. By other people? Yeah. Well, yeah, that doesn't count. You're the one who's breaking it, not yeah. them. I mean, it doesn't cut very well, but <laughs> that's because someone wrecked the blades. So I had my 40-volt plugged in in the garage, and it I kept You know getting, it's cordless, right? <laughs> not the battery, obviously. Oh. <laughs> it was on the charger, and I kept getting an orange light. and It was like red and orange, right, instead yeah. of green or red. And it was it just wouldn't charge. I brought it into the house. And I plugged it in and immediately started charging. So I wonder if I have a bad outlet or something. Was it in your garage when it's cold? It was, but I had, it, it was, from, I brought it from outside to inside and plugged it in within one second. It wasn't, it didn't warm up yet. It was really weird. Hmm. But it charged now. Well, I need, I'm going to need it up in Winnipeg. Yeah. Every battery you own. I had to borrow one. Mm-hmm. 
I could have borrowed you one, but mine are in Canada. You could have lent me one, Joe. Well, that's where he's going. Yeah, I know. I told him to swing by Eagle Lake. It's only like a short uh, 1,200 miles from Winnipeg. I'll go there. Tom, you can fly me up there. I'm not flying anywhere. I just <laughs> saw a plane crash the other day. Shut up. A little little bush plane. But where? You saw it on the internet, probably. Yeah, it was like Alaska yeah. or something like that. Yeah. You didn't see a plane crash. Well, no, I saw it. It was on FaceBase. So it's real then. <laughs> yeah, it's legit. Yeah. It's legit. Okay, yeah. so what new boat models should we be looking for? Is there anything new? So I've always thought like last year and this year, nothing seems to be new right now. Well, the, well, the, the one that I got. Well, yeah, I, the I mean, FSX but, was new last year, but they they <clears throat> get to understand with they're having troubles getting labor staff at the at the factory. So for them to develop new product right now for any of the manufacturers is hard because number one they can't get parts for the stuff they've been producing for years. So you're not going to see a ramp up in new introduction because usually when they're doing things, it's it's usually three years in advance. So right now, generally, like your motor manufacturers, electronics, power sports and stuff are working on 2025 models for the future. But when they can't build what they have right now, it just slows everything up. So it's going to be longer delays for introductions for new stuff and things like that. So um, 2023 for Lumacraft sounds like, you know, there should be some exciting things maybe we might see for the future. But I don't anticipate much change for his, for two years. Yeah. Are you alluding maybe to Project Ghost? <clears throat> what? <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this last we year. Heard, no, we talked to John Thielen about yeah, it. He about, said that he can't talk about it. I, I thought can, I'd, I I thought can, I'd trip I can, you up there for I a second. I can say whatever I want. Can you? Yeah. Nice. Uh, no ghost. No ghost. Okay. No. Like ever? It's coming. It's a two-stroke. It's a Rotax. It's not a secret. They have an L-Drive two-stroke that's coming out, and it's, it's going to look like a similar to like an inboard platform because it won't have a power head. But Wait, that's totally different than what I thought it was. I thought, I thought it, it was electric. some like, Tesla electric thing that goes. No, they, the electric outboards are so far off, people have no idea. Uh, the batteries can't – right now the batteries cannot run an electric capacitor out on the water right now. Boats are not built to have an eight-battery system in them. Well, because uh, you need lightweight to get speed, and now you're going to put a ton of batteries in. You, the boat would weigh 4,000 pounds. I've seen a 9.9 electric. One of the motor manufacturers has it, but I won't say who. Price tag on that 9.9 without batteries is over 20 grand. For, compa- a t- mm. for a, yeah, for right. A- so you know the the, it, the 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 electric capacity for outboards is a long, long ways away. Long ways away. So I think you'll see maybe Cadillac converters on four strokes and things of that nature to clean them up for EPA before you see electric. They seem like they're already pretty darn clean. On their, they're pretty efficient compared. So I went from a 125 two-stroke to a 144 stroke. The amount of gas I used in one season was, I mean, granted, I don't, you know, I don't do a lot of water sports and stuff, but tubing one day, you don't even burn up a tank of gas anymore. That kid's got a nice looking hat on. Doesn't he? Right. So we got our special guest here, Devin. Devin, you want to say hi? Hello. <laughs> so De- Devin's my son, and he's been begging to come on the podcast, and I thought, what a better time to do it than when we can sneak down to the boat show, and you've been having some fun. What's What did you see over there, buddy? Snacks. You saw snacks? That's what <laughs> you're excited about? Of snacks. Well, what about the boats? The boats are even better than snacks. <laughs> what have you seen for boats? A lot of them. <laughs> Captivating. I'm glad that we had you on. We got we we have him on Facebook doing like the jungle gym on the boats. He's he's crawling on everything every single thing that Nick owns back here. So, I, so that's what they're here for. I'm sure they'll that's have what you a couple from kids, Devin shoe prints on each one of them. I have noticed something interesting. Yeah. You have a lot of bunk trailers. Bunks where it's at, bud. I know that you like roller because where you fish, but bunks where it's at. We used to be a primarily all roller trailer dealer, and all we do is all bunks. Really? All so, bunks. How many times did you repair the bottom of boats because they rolled off rollers? We would it was five to six years five to six years where guys yeah. would actually dry launch them and total their boats because it would cave in the bottom of them right on the public access. Because they would roll off accidentally. And they'd unhook the straps yep. and everything and they'd back up, tap the brakes, and off the trailer they go right on the ground. Sheesh. Very you, common. You Google that and you just watch hours and hours of YouTube videos of people doing that. I mean I all be- the time. I believe it. All the time. Do you remember Dad's old Four Winds was a roller trailer? Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was a big, heavy fiberglass boat. That thing was not fun to deal with. I mean, See, now we, that we brought it up, I bet next year this time, if we sit down and do this again, we'll be adding this to Tom's list one time he gets out fishing this year. There you oh, go. To, John, yes. to John's <laughs> list? Or John's list, I'm sorry. <laughs> so John Everybody fishes. knows him. I forgot. Tom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody John, knows Tom now. Who, who's that dude? John fishes way up. And what, what? It's not It's not way up north. I mean, I guess I, we don't want to say the actual name of the lake, but you're in. So I fish Brainerd Lakes here. Yeah. And everybody knows, okay. I'll, the I'll crowds take, will swarm him. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, there's no crowds. No one knows me up there. It's just when you go to a boat show, you just remember everybody. You just because. Yeah, explain the, yourself a lot. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I didn't. I was. It's just. It's sometimes awkward when you're trying to buy something and then people come up to you and want to have a 15 minute conversation. And all right, get off you, your fame. You, you know what? Anyway, you're you're, you're, you're complaining now, but you got some hookups through John. So yeah. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. John, so I gave, being I gave, with John I gave, is a good I gave him one free Rapolo once. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so why do you have a roller trailer? Because like, so Edward is the most famous, I think the most famous Brainerd Lake for the crappiest launch in the world. Literally the launch is maybe a foot deep. And you thought my parents like was terrible. <laughs> we go to Edward and you're like, well, there's no water. I'm like, I what? launched the Bayliner at, at your parents' lake and I was washing all four tires before it got off the trailer. Yeah. Truck and the, I mean, your trailer's long, long in the water. Yeah. You're yeah. off. There's, there's no concrete. It's just all sand. Yeah. Good thing too, because if there was concrete, you would be off the end of it. Yeah, and I've launched at some smaller lakes that you literally—it's like launching in someone's backyard with gr- there's like grass, and you're like, "How in the world am I going to get my boat back up here?" Well, the thing about the Weaver Lake lake access in Maple Grove—at least it's concrete. What well, that—it's te- terrible, terrible. That's access. a great. Well, I thought that thing Compa- was spectacular. But for a metro lake, it's oh, not yeah. good. I'm used to having like no dock, you know, just. Crap, and that's why I didn't get the little straps or the tran or I don't know what you. Ca- I, I'm blanking right now. This must be the COVID brain. The transom hookups to your trailer. You don't have tie downs in the back. I do, but I didn't get the ones with ratchets in them. Oh, because they dig in the mud. <laughs> because the first time that everybody seems to use them, they fill up with sand, and then the next time you fill them up and you keep going, and they just yeah, or they freeze. The ratcheting ones are the the real deal. Yeah, if you launch in lakes without. You know that are clean, or you just wash them afterwards. You can't rinse that much sand out of those. Nick's just judging you so hard right now. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm a guest here. <laughs> <laughs> but so I mean, but most bunks work great for deeper launches. They don't work great for shallow, super shallow launches. I think bunks are perfect for a, a person who launches by themselves a lot. Oh yeah. If you're on your own, if you're lo- loading and launching a lot, or if you are going with kids or something, it's just a lot safer. You have a lot more control, in my opinion. I've had where I get out and I the, my floor of my truck is starting to get waves in it because yeah. you're trying to still get out. And I think bunks struggle in cold weather too. You know, if it's if, if it freezes freezes up yeah. on the bunk, that's that's a challenge as well. So, what models do you have here, Nick? I mean, like as far as availability, because I'm sure somebody will ask, like, do you guys even have any boats, or do you have like well, we I a mean, couple one eighty. Yeah, these are a couple 175s. We traditionally come to the show. It's like Trophy 185 is one of our best sellers. We usually have over 30. We have four for yeah. the year. Do you have a, a black one with white? <laughs> e- <okay>. Yes. <laughs> Buy it. Buy it, John. <clears throat> what do you guys think when you guys walked in here? What was your perception of what the show was going to look like? I thought it was going to be zero boats. That's what a lot of people thought. It's full. I mean, the, whole, full. the show there's, is full. Yeah, I, I, we, that's probably one of the biggest takeaways that there's boats, guys. But I what mean, would you? what would you... I don't know, suspect percentage-wise of the boats that are in here are already spoken for. Well, I there's going to be some. You know, there's going to be some. Like we sold, I, I think I have 16 boats in the booth we're in right now, and seven of them are sold. But they sold this week while we were moving up because certain colors and availability guys are feeling the pinch, and they're, you know, they're, they're ordering to get locked in so they have something by springtime. Yeah. The one thing <clears> I've noticed... I, I guess maybe I didn't look all the way around. I don't see any of the massive boats, any of the like yacht boats. They're down there, are they? Yeah, there's 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 a good mix of everything up here. A lot of wakeboard boats, watercraft stuff like that. There's aluminum fishing boats. There's some fiberglass stuff. A lot of pontoons. But I, I think overall, <clears throat> in all the years we've been coming up here, there's a better mix of everything. Where this is getting to be kind of known as a pontoon show. You know, where people come in, all these kids pontoons now there's a little bit of everything so there's a there's a nice mix of a lot of different brands in here now for people to look at are you guys anti-pontoon are you like, no he's got a whole stack of them no, over he's there. Got no but like i don't i feel like do you mean like us personally yeah i, I love a pontoon but i'm not experienced i know that they're paying to trailer and haul but so i'm going to tell you my opinion okay and you guys can say whatever you want afterwards i think pontoons are very similar to minivans in that they have a negative reputation at, at times but they are perfectly designed boats. They fit the they fit their bill perfect. They're so comfortable. They're so easy to be on. 
Um, fishing off a pontoon boat can be awesome if it's calm. If it's windy, a pontoon boat can be really challenging to fish off of. A but, smaller one. Yeah. But if I owned a lake property, I would own a pontoon boat. Way, way more convenient if you live on the water versus having a trailer room every time you go. Mm-hmm. When I think yeah. the boat lifts on or the pontoon lifts where they have like the posts that stick in the sand, I mean, they have so many better options. It's, yeah. But they're not, for me, I've seen a lot more issues trailering them compared to just a regular fishing boat. My dad has a pontoon and his trailer is a is a bunk trailer, which makes it a lot easier to navigate versus the... I, I've, the, I've seen that trailer. I was yeah, going to say, we... It. I trailered a pontoon this year for the first time, our dad's boat, getting it out of the water at the end of the year, and it wasn't that bad. Getting it onto that, their, their um, trailer versus, like, the one that you drive the in the sizz- middle. Scissor trailer. The scissor, yeah, those are a lot harder, and they're, the wheels are real close together, and they're tiny. Well, you get narrow axles, so they're, they're tippier. Yeah. And I've seen people dump pontoons, like, on a sharp embankment corner. They've dumped them on scissor trailers. I may have experienced that once. <laughs> <laughs> I watched uh, right by my house. Someone dumped one five houses away from us, right? Uh, and it was a mess to get it out. Are your customers more fishing-focused, or are they buying pontoons, or what are their what are their? Well, my, 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 I mean, we sell everything, but <clears throat> obviously we're Lumicraft's biggest dealer, so that's our niche. We like the aluminum fishing boats. We like to spend the time with the customers. We understand the electronics. Uh, a lot of places you go to, they couldn't tell you the difference between a, a side imaging depth finder and a standard depth finder, you know, which is a big thing for us because a customer wants you to kind of take them through that and spend the time going through the depth finders, going through the trolling motors, covers, and explaining that. And that's what we're good at, and that's what we do. You know, so we, we seem to grasp that customer a little bit better than maybe some other places because it, it's too time-consuming for them. They'd rather just sell a pontoon with a motor and send them down the road. Yeah, that sounds like my dealer. <laughs> <laughs> that is your dealer. Here's your pontoon prop with your, what did you buy again? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't feel real good about this. I think we should take a quick break, but I, I want to hear, like, uh, Nick's opinion on, like, some, some do's and don'ts for shopping. And then also... I really want to hear some like customer disaster stories about like what they, how how they messed up their boat and what you had to fix. Hmm. Outstanding. All right, all right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, this is Dan from the Iceman coming to talk about our sponsor, Tuned Up Custom Rods. This is the time we are running low on ice season. Get your order in quickly so you can get your custom rod here for this ice season. TunedUpCustomRods.com. Use the promo code Iceman at checkout to save yourself 10% and be watching for Fish February coming up as well. Yeah, so I'm going to disagree with Dan. The best ice fishing is to come, so why don't you check out FreedomBaits with a Z.com. Use the code ICEMEN for 10% off on your order. We also have them on the Tuned Up Custom Rod website, too. Uh, if you want to buy the best cooler, and I will say bar none, it is the best cooler. Maluna's a maiden brainer. They just got a new plant that's being established. Use the code ICEMEN for 15% off on your high-quality roto-molded cooler. I love my Maluna. I bought that 22 in whatever Tiffany blue. Tiffany blue, and I love the cooler. I just. I'm a Maluna fan. The color clash. You're Maluni- a, a, a Maluniac. Maluniac. Yep. Yeah. That's what they call them. So if you use the promo code Iceman, how much do they save at Lacan Marine? He said like 50% <laughs> off on a boat if you do it in like the next hour. You got to well, order online, though. That expired. That expired. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know, we just didn't get that coupon code in time. Say, John John brought the contract to sign right yeah. now. We're ready to go. We just get, bust out the old yellow calculator. We're good to go. How funny would it have been if you came down towing your boat? That would have been awesome. I thought about it. I was like, maybe I should trade my boat in. I was like, why would you trade your boat in? I'd probably be all putting a tire on it. There yeah. you go. Oh, there you go. Right? <laughs> my wife, she's like, you don't even use your boat. I'm like, ouch. I wonder who's going to get a new boat first, you or Steve? Because Steve's is legitimately interested in changing. I don't know what I would change though. I would get a little bigger, but what Steve's got a million kids and a giant dog. His dog. I did see his dog. So, uh, today is Friday, Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Um, Tuesday, I went over to Steve's house and Steve, Steve is in a very dark place right now. So he's, I think you've talked to Steve, Nick. I think you might've talked to him. Did he buy his boat from? No, but he wants to, he wants to trade. He wanted to get a Vexus. Jeez, must be nice. Steve, can't, get, Steve can't, get, can't get the white one though. No, the white one's spoken for. <laughs> um, you, <laughs> you guys, a few friends of mine got me a signed Ted Nugent hat, and I was super excited. My son was 
might have been a little bit more excited than me because he think Uncle, he thinks Uncle Ted is pretty cool too. Um, but going over to Steve, he he looked broken. So Steve and I are we were scheduled to go up to Winnipeg this weekend because so my church we do a men's retreat every week every year and we go to Winnipeg and and fish there and the Steve finally got the permission to go up this year and he got COVID like thirteen days ago. Which he should be good. According then. to the CDC, he should be fine, right? But when he tested, he didn't test using the correct test. He didn't take the PCR test, so he doesn't have an official negative te- or official positive test, which you need to cross the border. So then you have to go in and retest. You have to have an official positive test, but then wait your thirteen days, and then you can. If go you in, get right? a positive test, you can cross after t- ten days after the positive. Okay, if you have an official positive, or you have to test negative to cross the border within 72 hours of your crossing. Well, he tested positive again when he went to get his negative test, which everything says you can test positive for months afterwards after being, after being sick. So yeah, like yesterday afternoon, he got the rug pull, pulled out from under him. So he's very, yeah, I'm over here. Hiccuping. Those, Bueller, those beers are hiccuping. I know, I'm trying not to burp. I'm trying really hard not to burp in the mic. If you saw this train wreck right now, it's like. I'm doing my best. I'm doing my, I'm, we're plowing on. I can tell you feel real bad for Steve. He's on the. I, I, it sucks because Steve and I were riding together. We were rooming together. We were fishing together. So now I'm doing all three by myself. It's a bro trip. At Just, that point. Can he send his license with you though? You could double the double the limit. Well, I told him that I'm bringing him all my fish. Oh. So any fish I catch, he's why gets. why why do that? You could drop him off at my house. Dan doesn't eat fish. Why don't you bring him to he's me? He's a weirdo. I'll trade you. If you want to give me some rods for him? Sounds like a terrible trade. Yeah, I know because I'm going to buy the rods anyway. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well that's <laughs> fine. A good, I'll give you five percent. That's off. a good segue there for the for the do's and don'ts of boat shopping. Yes. So like okay, tons Thanks, of producer ki- Tom, keep a, a thousand kids and a and a dog. What are the do's and don'ts? Oh, when you're I was going to say about the dog. His dog is literally the size of three people. It's a Bernie's Mountain Dog. Yeah, it's I a mean, gigantic. I, feel, I thought it was a bear. I that, feel like that's a no-brainer, uh, pontoon boat situation. Well, he has. He doesn't live on a lake. He has right now. He has a Trophy One Seventy Five, which is a wonderful boat. I love way, fishing. On way that. too small for his for five four kids. kids four He's kids. Got four and kids. A, four kids, kids <clears> and a dog and a wife and a wife and himself. <laughs> he wants to go up. So anyway, Nick, we're talking over you. What would you do? <laughs> Vexus, right? The twenty-two uh, DV well, numbers numbers uh, promote a pontoon. So if you've got numbers of kids and and dogs and whatever else, you're you're screaming. I've got five kids and a wife. It's five got, kids. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's it's all pontoon. That's all pontoon. We got the big DVX is what we're going to demo just to fish out of, but that's not for five kids. That, that's three or four man boat right there for going out and fishing with your buddies and just saying hey. Hang on, boys. We're going for a ride. But the 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 numbers definitely scream towards the pontoons, and a lot of people are buying pontoons. You know, the crazy thing is, is that uh, that market's been huge for years, and with everything that's going on, everyone's like, "Well, where's everybody getting all the money? Where are they getting all the money?" You know, and it's like people are reallocating their funds. You know, they're not going on the big vacations two, three times a year. They're you know, vacations are expensive. They're taking that money and they're buying boats and they're enjoying it. So they're spending family time in boats and pontoons and recreational aspects. You know, statewide. So it's it's been good. I think there's probably a lot of people too who had so, had hung onto property when the housing market took a dive, mm-hmm. and now they're finally able to move it, so they have discretionary funds. Or well, I mean, I think people are changing their buying habits. Like stuff is getting like a via, a brand new vehicle. <clears throat> there's a lot of people that don't buy a brand new vehicle every three four years anymore. They're like, ah, I'll hang onto it for a while. Vehicles are lasting a little longer. Boats are expensive, but it's not as quite a depreciable asset it as it was it's not like you buy it you drive I think a it boat off. holds value way better than a vehicle although oh, yeah. finance bought 15 years for a reason because in 15 years a boat is still worth something vehicles are what six to seven years only because after six or seven years there's no value there anymore mm-hmm. yeah you know boat holds their value a lot but at least in this area just because guys don't use them as much and new ones just continue to go up in price every year so it holds and retains the value of the used stuff so he was all he he has the one seventy five trophy, which is what you have too, John. Yep. You guys have identical boats, but he has an Evan Root on the back, and he was looking at the one eighty five trophy. But he said it's a different hull. Is that the case? It's wider. It's, it's a wider boat. It's ninety seven inches wide versus ninety four, so it's got deeper sides on it, and it's a foot longer, foot and a half longer. So it's it's a lot bigger boat. Does it? So it's taller too. Correct. Sides yeah. are taller. Yep. Yeah, nice rig. A lot better for the big, you know, you go on the big water, it'll be a big difference in ride. 
from your 175 trophy to your 185 trophy. And if you have family and you're bringing bags on board, three inches doesn't seem like a lot, but we all know better than that, right, guys? <laughs> According to, yeah, sources, yes. <laughs> um, sorry, Joanne. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> as, far as, um, as far as the difference between like a 175 and 185 competitor, is it, is it as significant of a change? No, they're the same width. You're, you're you're just going a foot longer behind the cockpit, so you're getting more leg room for your customer, you know, for your family and stuff like that. So, otherwise, layout between the two boats is identical. Sorry, I'm distracted by people walking on the catwalk. I thought it was Devin for a second. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. He's, He's like, up there making TikToks. How yeah, did right? he get? How did he get up there? I didn't uh, tell you. I let him use the uh, shop iPad. He's making TikToks over another. I was over wondering there. why he put my phone down and ran over there. I, yeah. He gave him something to play. Yeah, with. It's a real iPad. That's yeah, an iPad on the desk. Has anyone seen him lately? He yeah. went to the bathroom. No, he he just gave the thumbs up. He's oh, good. Okay, good. All right, good. He's he like, he just ordered you three boats on perfect. I like on books. Nick's iPad. So yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's over there chalking up invoices <laughs> left and right. He's doing a good job. He's got a future. That kid does. He, he's a smart kid. He could sell me a one eighty five right now, probably, and I wouldn't even know the difference. <laughs> So I'm looking at this red and white one next to us here, Nick. What is that a competitor? Yep, that's the 165. Yep, it, it it looks like the beam is a lot less. Correct. Yeah, it's 87 inches wide, so it's a lot narrower than your 175 and 185s. That boat strictly has a double plated front bow, where your 175s and 185s are full double plated hulls front to the back. Uh, so okay. big difference in ride. Yep, big difference. I, I, in ride I will room. tell you, your boat compared to my boat, the one extra foot, it's a totally different boat on Malax when there's. The one time I went to Malax this year and fished and really it was super dead calm, you know, with the tornado coming. So <laughs> it, it was a nightmare. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. I remember sitting in a wave for I what I thought was about two hours riding one wave back to the where we were headed. Well, that's I, why we you need you. the that's why you need the twenty two foot Vexus. There you go. With the four hundred horse on the back with the trim tabs. Yeah. It did feel it like... It won't feel like an hour. I, I, it, it'll I be five you, minutes. I thought you were taking that home for yourself. Well, I thought I'd let him go fishing in it once. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, if I went fishing <laughs> you in it You know who John is. Everyone lets John do stuff. <laughs> I think you're going to need a new truck for that one, though, John. Yeah, I don't oh, you know. could pull that with an F-150. Come on now. Yeah, with a newer F-150. My, oh, my truck, I don't know. What does that like thing that. weigh? 5,600 pounds? Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a battleship. It's, it's got to be close to four or 5,000 pounds. They don't actually have specified dry weights for them, but they're, they're all that. What's the fuel capacity in that thing? It's got to be like a but it's 56 50 gallons. Yeah, it's usually 50, 60 gallons on big boats that size. So it costs you 200 bucks to fill it up. I, I had the worst experience last year when I filled up, pulled up to a pump, and I had both my truck and my boat empty. Oh. I got literally laughed at at Quick Trip. I had four clicks because they both hit the, whatever, 125 bucks, and I was like, well, I'll, I'll keep filling them up. I'm like, seriously. So I had four charges, and yeah, you know, I, it was like you almost just gotta, three. You just got to click play inside. I went inside. It was like two hundred twenty bucks, and the lady laughed at me. Well, and then I I tried to use my holiday my ten cents off, you know, and I was like, "Can you just use this a couple times, you know, like on because it's like max like fifty gallons." I wasn't I was way over that. What do you think, Nick? Do you do you run premium in your motors? Makes a difference. Uh, you, they a test, good difference performance wise. It does. Yeah, it's better for the motors long term, but. The motor, the motor manufacturers generally, they generally test them on pump 87 because that's what most guys put in them. Uh, but they definitely perform better on, on 91 for sure. Ooh. I've I, always used premium. I do. It's like, I always look at it. It's like, how much is it really? Five bucks extra, right? Is that five bucks over the, you know, say you fill up 10 times. So it's $50 a season. If it saves me one trip to the dealer because of bad gas or something like that, it's well worth it. <clears throat> what do you think about putting like Starbright or Seafoam and stuff like you that? You should in? run it in every tank of gas. Really? Oh, man. Okay. Fuel additives from the manufacturer, it's recommended by every motor manufacturer. A lot of customers don't run it, but you should. If you want to keep that thing for a long time, you want to be running fuel additives, uh, injector cleaners, stuff like that in, in every tank. Really? What do you Especially use? Especially for, for you, if you're not using your boat that much. Well, and I do, I, I use uh, Seafoam Marine every time I do fill yep. up. Every time? Mm -hmm. A whole can? No. It's like $9. No. no read one the instructions. Ounce, one ounce treats so many gallons of gas. Yeah, you buy the bigger cans, and they're actually, like, I use about a half a can. Right. Every every manufacturer it's has It's four a, bucks. It's have, cheaper than one rip and wrap. Right. And I lose you that a lot of every wraps, time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might as well just throw one in the lake every time I go fishing. But you keep fishing that same spot, don't you? Yep, I do, because there's a lot of <laughs> grass carp in that spot. You should hire Mickey to go scuba diving for you. Get all those ripping wraps back. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of ripping wraps. There's a lot of them down there. Yeah, I 
There's a lot. What do you use? Do you prefer any type of fuel additive? You just put me on. Uh, well, fuel additive. Well, <laughs> he just, I, you I was totally wait- switched subjects. He did. I thought he was going to hit me with the fishing lures. What yeah. kind of fishing lures do you use? And I'll be like, I fish once a year, Dan, and I go on a guided trip. Thank you for asking. Oh, so he's just like me. Like I stayed fishing. on topic. We're still talking about fuel yeah, additives. But you're, you're the like, one on the rant. I am getting on a rant yeah. because it's like the ice fishing thing. People are like, oh, you must ice fish Sorry, all the did time. did we blow up the levels there, Todd? A little bit. We got a little. I'm like, <laughs> I'm sure I ice fish all the time. When am I going to ice fish? In the, in the shop? I'm going to drill a hole in the floor in the concrete? You made the classic mistake of making your hobby your uh, your career. Yeah. Your second, second career. Second career. Yeah. I sell beer cartons to the first one. Yeah. And I stopped drinking beer. Too. Yeah. I want to hear some horror stories. I want to hear what fuel additive you use. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, this is the stable, do's and don'ts. Stable and ring free. Stable and ring free. Okay. Yeah, actually, OMC or BRP, they have a two plus four fuel conditioner. That's a very good shock treatment for the gas tank. We use that. Let it, the mechanics use that. That's what you look for. Is what are the shop guys put in the boat when they're working on them. the two plus four fuel conditioner? Is very good. Very good. Perfect. Okay. Horror stories. <laughs> okay. I, well, I got a good one. I good. got a good one. So it actually falls back to shortly after I graduated, which was a long, long time ago. Uh, one of my old school teachers, who was, of course, was a hard ass. I just said hard ass in the air. Is that okay? That's okay. fine. Perfect. All right. Fuck it. Just, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now we're talking. All right. Here we go. So, but he, uh, real hard ass in school, just the greatest guy ever after school. Comes in, he wants to buy a new pontoon. He's just one of the procrastinators. Oh, I want to buy it. I want to buy it. But, oh, just can never afford anything. But the guy had more money and you know what to do with. So, he finally bites a bullet and buys his pontoon. So we're giving him the full uh, pre-delivery inspection thing, taking him through it front to back. You had that experience, didn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, anyways. You're pointing at John. Yeah, I certainly John. did. Yeah, yes. you guys can't see me pointing at him through the yeah. radio? Okay, got it. <laughs> All right. So anyways, he's picking up his pontoon, and this was shortly after our store burnt down. So our whole parking lot was tore up and whatever else. So I instructed to him, I said, you're on a scissor-style trailer because we let customers use a trailer. You need to be careful when you pull out of the parking lot. Don't talk to me like I'm a dumbass. I know how to drive, he says. <laughs> okay. Okay. Did you call your insurance company yet? Yep, it's all insured. Okay. He went to take a right turn out of our parking lot, took a short turn, humped the curb, flipped, and the pontoon rolled four times into the ditch and totaled it before he even put it in the water. Oh, my God. Before he barely left the parking lot. It ripped the hitch right off the truck. He come in. He looked at me, and you could tell he was just pissed. He goes, <laughs> call me the estimate, and out the door he went. <laughs> Because I just told him, take it easy here on the corner. Don't tell me how to drive, he says. And he freaking totals it 10 oh, seconds dude. later. But that's like a little bit of karma. I mean, I because we've had people at the shop, hey, watch out for the, because they have the big metal arm on the door that tries to close. They're like, I got it. And they're putting their eight, seven-foot rod out the door, and they forget that little armature closes before their door does. Or don't use a rod sock. Or, I love rod socks. Or don't put your rods in your sunroof. I mean, it wasn't my rod. <laughs> I did break a rod doing that. No, one. I broke one rod doing that. I broke. Do you know how long has it been since I broke a rod, John? I don't know, four hours. Since, la- since <laughs> last time. Yeah, since the last one. He went through a string. He broke a rod like a week, every week. He was I, yeah, well. sunroof and I just. But the ba- but That's the, good for you, though. The one thing about, I'll say, a Lumacraft rod storage, it's very legit. Like, it's very nice. Things are clean and organized, and I do not wreck as much stuff. You're welcome. Really? You helped? <laughs> we designed that. Really? Did you really? Yeah, I'd we were we were storage. told by their engineers they couldn't put ball rod storage in a trophy, and we actually ripped all their brow rod compartments out of a tournament boat, and we brought it to the Minneapolis Boat Show, and sold I sold thirty two trophy one seventy fives that weekend, with ball rod storage, and they said it couldn't be done. We were building it ourselves, so all the dealers were like, well, they don't even offer a trophy with ball rod storage. Well, I just looked at it down in Lacan's booth, so everybody came down. We had dealers coming in. We had the engineers from Lumicraft. We were just like, it's not that hard. It's nuts and bolts. It's aluminum parts. It's, you know, anything can be done. And I, now it's in every boat they have. I love the the bow. Like, that storage is absolutely crucial. So crazy question about the bow rod storage. Can you take the plastic components out and just have it be an open cavity? The tubes? Yeah. Well, can you, like- you, you can, but you got to remember that that plate, if I'm not mistaken, is also a reinforcement bracket. So when you're standing behind the door with the hinges. Okay. And what'll happen over time if you take that out, it'll sag. Sure. And no. we're not the smallest guys. No. But I always put more rods in there than are actually 
like stringers yeah, for you, it. You want to put them in sleeves and just run them up through the cavity. Yeah. yeah, you can do that. I mean, if you take those tubes out, you'll open up a lot of space. But the problem is, you got to remember those tubes are cutting through foam and other components in there. Sure. And even though you get the sleeves on them, you're going to break rod tips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're you're kind of a ear horse apiece. And know? I do love that Alumacraft puts stickers on the plates of how long, how long of rods because we've had a I won't say a lot we've had a number of customers they'll be like hey I put my eight foot rod in my trophy 175 in the bow storage and the tip broke off and I'm like well can you take a picture of your your plate on your bow and he says yeah and I said it says seven foot six I said what's bigger than seven foot six he goes oh my eight footer <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> and I just it's I don't know what to tell you there like it literally I mean it's not bold and flashing but it's pretty close uh, the vast majority of rod breakages are because someone made a choice oh yeah and i assume i assume that that's probably the case with boats as well just a someone made a bad i know how to drive i need to order another uh one of those decorative rear plate things on the fsx you know talking about i lost one of those on 169 you're talking about the uh on the right the front of the engine the the mats that snaps in and out I just I was just told that I look like the one guy with the mustache. Except <laughs> you, I don't have a mustache. You look like me? <laughs> That's me. How about well, we, that? We're both members of the no neck club, so whatever. <laughs> That's true. I do not have a neck. You don't have a neck, do you? I mean it's there. I mean it's yeah, there's physically a I something. know what I have to buy dress shirts they like Sir, that's a really big neck. I'm Sir, like, I understand. Leave, I understand it's big. Leave the top button undone. I can't handle button and dress shirts anymore. I don't like them. Nope. That's why I wear sweatshirts, and I'm a teacher. Where I don't have to. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's awful. No. So, is there any other like if you're coming here to buy a boat? I mean, right now it's availability, but I mean, for me, it's like all these boats are pretty good colors. I, I guess I wouldn't be so picky anymore. You know what I love? I'm sorry, I'm going to step over that. I love the clean graphics that they have now. No swirls and swoops and whatnot. It's just clean. Rivet-free sides. Yeah, they're clean looking. They look very nice. They do. The colors look really good. Really good. What do you see as like a hot trend? Are people tending to go bigger or smaller or is there a average? The average horsepower on boats has increased every year for the past, I don't know how many years. I mean, I know the average horsepower has got to be between 115 and 150 horse where probably five years ago it was 70. Really? You know, so everything is training bigger, bigger boats every year. Uh, you know, we used to sell maybe Trophy 205s, Illumicraft's biggest boat. We used to sell one or two a year. Now we sell probably 15. Is that what this white and black one is back here? No, that well, that's Comp 205, okay. Competitor 205. But That thing, that's got room. Holy <laughs> smokes. It's like yeah, you that's could have awesome. a dance that's a, party in there. Right. You could fish three guys off the ball of that boat. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't have a Trophy 205 here because I, I didn't have a motor to put on it. Mm. That's the problems we're running into right now is availability of packages and engines or electronics it's just uh, it's tough weren't you saying last time we talked that the that the arkansas factory shut down well brp <clears throat> so when brp bought alumacraft the first thing they did was they shut down the arkansas plant and it turned out to be a big mistake because that's where they were they were building all their john boats and modified v's and from now on, i understand yeah you really can't even get them yeah you know so they're tough to come by they do have some small uh modified v's available that i, I believe they're importing from china they're not building them themselves anymore. They're 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 subletting it out. Does there is there still like a fourteen foot boat with the bench seats? Does that still exist? Can you get that? Yeah, anymore? they make them, but with the allocations, we're we're on allocations this year. We can only get so many boats. So I can choose to buy a twenty one foot trophy or a fourteen foot V boat. Oh, I'd, and you'd that buy counts the, the same. Yeah, huh? you'd buy the twenty one foot trophy every day of the week. Right, right. So it's yeah, and that's that's where I keep going with this allocation. It's like <clears throat> I have a I have a typed out list for all my guys and what we have left. Four boats here, three boats there, two boats there. There, it's tough. There's not much left. The stuff's selling fast, which is good. You know, it's good for the economy. Things are still moving. People are still buying boats. Frustrating for the consumer because they can't just come in and special order what they want. Because five years ago, you'd walk in and. I want this boat with this motor, whatever else. Yeah, it's going to be six weeks. It's going to come in. It'll be here by spring. That's not the case anymore. So, well, guys, I have to go. You have to go to work, don't I you? I have to go to work. Yeah. All right. I'm do really you want to wrap it, Tom, or Ooh. should we keep going? No, you just do whatever. I don't really care. <laughs> it's, 
minutes of. We you. should we should probably wrap it up. We got well, to get go, You got to go to Winnipeg soon. I got a long drive. I got to go to Tom's. Got to go to work, and you guys can just leave the stuff here. If there's nothing going on, I'll just get customers to come in and talk. I got two and a half hours. <laughs> you can start your own Lacan podcast. Yeah, whatever. I could Perfect. probably. Yeah, I could probably run that. We found out the podcast is pretty <clears throat> beneficial for announcing stuff and just. I don't know. Get, it's weird to talk about boats right now when I'm still thinking about ice, but now I'm really getting jacked up to get my boat. Back. I've been watching a lot of open water videos on YouTube. Yeah. You know, one thing that customers do need to know, you do not need a vax card or proof of negative COVID test to get in here. That's true. That's a very good point. So that And you just have to wear a mask. So I, we should talk about a little bit about the show. It's, yeah, it's so normal, just a mask. No vax card. That, Correct. Even though it's now in effect in Minneapolis, they don't. It doesn't go to ticketed events prior to Correct. a certain date. It's only for restaurants. The ticketed events, like the boat show, it's it's still <clears throat> mask mandate only. Is that going to be the case for the like the Midwest sports show? Do you know? <sighs> Who knows? Who, by then, hopefully, it's over. But. Right. You're talking March. That's a long ways away. There, there's nothing in place for that yet, but. Hard to say. Hope, yeah. I hope not. Hope so people who want to come them. down here, you don't need to show cards. You just need to have a mask on. What, what are the hours and where can they find you, Nick, here? So the the show is open uh, today, 2 to 9, uh, noon to 9 tomorrow. That's <clears> fr- that's Friday. Friday, up Saturday. It's open 10 o'clock to 9 p.m. And then Sunday, 10 till 5. Uh, we're sitting right in the front. You can't miss us. You walk in the door. We're in booth 501 with our Lumacraft, 601 with our Vexus fishing boats, which are awesome. You guys got to check them out. Uh, and some StarCraft pontoons, and there's a lot of other stuff to come see, too. So just bring your family down. It's uh, it's cold outside. Nothing else to do. It's warm in here. Yeah, it's kid-friendly. It's in here. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to have him right. You can tell me. by my kid who's we been climbing the, on literally every boat that there yeah, is in this place. Yeah, we got the little paparazzi over there taking pictures of everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's having fun. My kids love the boat show. They just, I, I think it's something to do other than sit in the house. Absolutely. Nick, we really appreciate you having us down here. Yeah, this has yeah been thanks awesome. for coming down. Maybe we'll be able to do it next time, too. Yeah, next absolutely. Year. You bet. I'll just write up my new Vexus over there right now. There you go. Remember, you got a big discount on that for Commons. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Vexus is the greatest boat. He has a discount because he's John Burback. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I was just... I hate Everyone all knows Everyone him. knows John. You can't even walk around this place. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Guess what? I'm no longer doing the podcast. Yeah. John's, John's autographing sessions done at noon. So, the delicate genius is going back to his trailer. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in tonight. I appreciate it. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>